Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from July 28th to August 3rd, 2014. Join Cisco Security at Black Hat USA 2014. As a proud sponsor of Black Hat, Cisco is committed to providing its customers with the research and solutions necessary to help them achieve unmatched visibility, consistent control, and a reduction in complexity. Our threat and security experts will be in booth 611 showcasing an advanced threat protection portfolio of solutions and services that is integrated, pervasive, continuous, and open. You can still catch up on the best of Cisco Live 2014 keynotes, partner case studies, and session presentations. Go to www.ciscolive.com US. Registration on the website allows access to additional resources and presentations. Vulnerability activity for the period was decreased. Activity levels for July 2014 and year-to-date levels are consistent with activity levels for the same periods in 2013. All eyes will be on Las Vegas this week for the Black Hat USA, B-Sides Las Vegas, and DEF CON 22 conferences. While some pre-announcements have been released, researchers will be presenting the details of their latest vulnerability and threat research. Several of the sessions have already attracted some attention with the reporting of three zero-day vulnerabilities in Symantec endpoints and multiple vulnerabilities in many of the current antivirus products. Many of the sessions focus on weaknesses and potential vulnerabilities in Internet of Things devices. Cisco Security will be closely monitoring the sessions and activity at the conferences for the latest updates. Significant vulnerabilities for this period include an HP VPN firewall denial-of-service vulnerability and the Google Android certificate chain vulnerability that is being reported as fake ID. Researchers reported updated versions of Asprox and the NeverQuest botnets and malicious code that have been targeting multiple financial institutions in Japan. New SSL surveys of public-facing systems have found that a large number remain vulnerable to the OpenSSL vulnerabilities, although the details of the surveys report that those that have updated their patches but not replaced the potentially compromised certificates are considered vulnerable. IntelliShield published 107 events last week that included 56 new events and 51 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield. In the legal risk management category, Delaware has passed a new law requiring commercial entities to destroy records that contain personally identifiable information, or PII, and potentially exposes the companies to civil lawsuits. Due to the broad interpretation of the law, the new law impacts a broad range of commercial entities including nonprofit associations and legal entities. The remaining question is whether the law impacts only those commercial entities operating in Delaware or nationally to include all entities incorporated in Delaware. Similar to the current international case with Microsoft and data stored in Ireland being required to be turned over to a U.S. court, this law could have similar national impact due to its broad wording. Due to the business-friendly environment in Delaware, many companies, nonprofits, and other legal entities are incorporated in that state. This would include many small and medium-sized businesses 
and startups that choose to incorporate in Delaware while actually operating in other states. The complexity of the privacy standards continues to increase as U.S. states pass legislation and regulations, while the federal government delays on legislation to provide national requirements. As consumer and privacy laws continue to be addressed, organizations will need to monitor requirements across the states in which they operate and have legal standing. Next, in the identity risk management category, following the reported cancellation of the Black Hat presentation on methods to determine the identity of a Tor user and Russia releasing a reward for demonstrating a way to break the anonymity of Tor users, the research community is buzzing with the possibilities. While many have questioned the real anonymity of the Tor network and the ability to trace users through endpoints, many also believe government entities already have the ability to identify Tor users. While many users rely on the Tor network as a means to protect their privacy, government law enforcement and intelligence agencies may see it more as a method for criminals and terrorists to hide their activity. There have been previously released methods for tracking and attempting to identify users causing many to question the true anonymity of the Tor network, including controlled endpoints used to monitor traffic as it enters and exits the network. But to date, this has been difficult and many continue to search for better methods. In the Trust Risk Management category, Cyber Engineering Services, a threat intelligence firm based out of Columbia, Maryland, reported that attackers were able to hack into corporate networks of three of Israel's top defense technology companies. Information that was compromised consists of intellectual property relating to the design of the Israeli Iron Dome missile defense system. Cyber Engineering Services reported that the breach occurred between October 10, 2011 and August 13, 2012. Two of the three technology companies have denied that sensitive information has been stolen. Although intellectual property such as schematics, specifications, and other components of Israel's Iron Dome missile system were compromised, from the Israeli defense technology companies that helped design the system, this incident shows how the trickle-down effect of compromising one company can have a negative and potentially dangerous impact not only to the compromised company or companies, but also to the entity that is utilizing these companies to help build sensitive systems. Similar to the target breach in December 2013, where allegedly attackers were able to steal network credentials from a heating, ventilation, and air conditioning company employee, in order to gain access to Target's network to install malicious software on point-of-sale systems, it could be possible that attackers could use the stolen intellectual property to design a more sophisticated anti-missile defense system or aid in developing countermeasures to defeat the protection that the Iron Dome missile system is designed to provide. In both cases, these are reminders that even the smallest piece of stolen intellectual property or personally identifiable information from a company or from employees of a company could cause great financial and reputation damage to the company. Finally, in geopolitical news, following a coordinated announcement of Stage 2 sanctions against Russia by the United States and the European Union last week, Moscow is threatening to retaliate. The sanctions, which already included visa bans and asset freezes on Russia officials close to President Putin, have been widened to include key banks, energy exploration technologies, and arms deals. U.S. officials are lobbying other countries, including Japan, China, Australia, and South Korea, to implement similar bans in an effort to head off Russian attempts to obtain financing or expertise elsewhere. In response, Russia is moving to ban imports of certain foodstuffs from the EU and the United States and has threatened other measures, including against IT companies. 
Retaliation to Ukraine-related sanctions may be hard to distinguish from other actions related to espionage and privacy concerns also playing out between Russia and its Western partners. It remains to be seen what sort of cyber retaliation will take place, or if it will be identifiable as politically motivated. To date, cyber incidents have been limited largely to distributed denial of service, website defacements, and misleading social media postings by individuals or activist groups. Fear of large-scale reprisal may be preventing other, more damaging state-led actions. Instead, cyber threats may take the form of largely undetectable, insidious attacks that target intellectual property blocked by sanctions or that sabotage without being easily recognized as such. Retaliatory attacks could disappear within the onslaught of botnets that have assailed Western banks and energy companies over the past year. Regardless, energy, financial, government, and IT companies will want to be aware of the rising tensions and know that these political events may directly impact data security. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.